Wendy Rigby and this is Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. Today we're talking about one of our important animal models for biomedical research, rhesus macaque monkeys. These non-human primates originate from the jungles of India. Hundreds of them live at the Southwest National Primate Research Center on the Texas Biomed campus. Just listening to them call out in chorus is impressive. Macaques are useful for studying diseases from HIV to Ebola. I wanted to find out what it's like to care for this big colony of monkeys. So I went to the man in charge of taking care of the macaques. My name is Travis Church and I am the animal care supervisor for the macaque colonies. How many macaques are here? We have roughly around 750. Tell us about these monkeys. What, what are the size of them? How often do they reproduce? What kind of calls do they use? Tell us a little bit about what you know about them. They re reproduce once a year. They're not all year round like the baboons are. They have a breeding season, which is right now, they're gonna be delivering between the months of April to August. And then after that, between September and January, they are breeding. So they do have that. And then um, calls, they have the normal screeches. They have their cooing, the little hoo. And I heard a lot of that soft call. Why are they good biomedical models? They're very close to, um, to our genes, our, the structure of our bodies. So, I mean, basically all the organs are all in the same spots. What, what do you do to let the monkeys be monkeys? We give them all kinds of enrichment, hanging toys, things like that. And it just gives them some kind of outlet to just feel like they're foraging. Some apples? Bananas. This is obviously not a zoo. These are animals who need to be kept as healthy as possible in order to be useful. Can you explain? Yes, ma'am. We don't want to be overfeeding these animals. We don't want to have overweight animals. We want to have a prime candidate. We want them to be in good condition. So you look out for injuries? Yes, we look out for injuries first thing in the morning, make sure the, the group's getting along great, make sure nobody's got any major cuts or anything like that, make sure the, the birthing process is going well for the females. We're basically the first line of defense for these animals to make sure that they're, they're healthy, you know, and we want to give them the clean caging, we sanitize it, you know, properly and just we give them what they need to be healthy animals. What do you like about working with these guys? Oh, you know, there's so many things, just being able to interact with them and just being around them all the time. It's not every day that people get to be around monkeys and, and just be around them and, and looking at them and, and giving them their treats and things like that. And they're really appreciative towards that. When it comes to the science involving macaques, researchers explain why these monkeys are useful. I am Ricardo Carrion, Jr., and an associate scientist in the Department of Virology and Immunology. How long have you been working with animals in research? I've been working with animals in research for about 10 years. I started with uh, guinea pigs and transitioned into macaques. And so what do you like about working with these larger monkeys? These larger monkeys for the diseases that we study provide a good model to, to understand the disease. What I mean by that is when we give an animal a virus like Ebola virus, the disease that they represent, they recapitulate, looks just like humans. What diseases are macaques being used to study here at Texas Biomed? At Texas Biomed, we use them for Marburg virus, for Ebola virus, HIV researchers use this as well, and there's some belief that tuberculosis will transition to macaques as well. Why macaques? 
Macaques are good models to use because, first of all, the disease that they manifest when we give them an agent looks just like human diseases, but also they're very similar to humans. So we know if we develop any type of vaccine that depends on the immune system that we're likely to get the same effect in humans as we see in monkeys. So people will wonder, are we 90% the same, 92% the same? How, how close are we to macaques? Based on genetic similarity to humans, we're in the lower 90s, so 92%. Other monkeys, New World monkeys, are less than that in the mid-80s. Um, chimpanzees are closer to 99%. But in the lower 90 percentile, is still very, very good. It's very good. because Our antibodies uh, actually cross-react with monkey antibodies, so they're very similar in how they're structured and how they're made. There are hundreds of these animals here at Texas Biomed. You have plenty you need for any experiment you would want to run? Uh, there are many macaques. Uh, there are different types of macaques. So based on your experiments, some are in short supply because they require certain genetic profiles. Uh, but for what we use, we have sufficient numbers to do our studies. While the macaques live in indoor-outdoor housing, the scientific work performed on their samples takes place in a lab setting, which can offer its own set of challenges. How do you gather the information from the monkeys you need for a drug you're testing or a vaccine you're trying out? For a study that we're testing, for instance, vaccine development, it's very important to understand how the animal is doing at any time of the study. So in our BS4 laboratory, we have a clinical pathology laboratory, essentially. We can do CBCs, run chemistries, look at coagulation uh, parameters. We can do everything you can do in a hospital, but in a, in a laboratory. This helps us to understand how the immune system is responding to uh, a virus and how well an animal is doing after infection. I take it there's some skill involved, the people who work with the animals in the lab. What are, what are some of the challenges there? How do they overcome that? That is a good point, that we have a great team. Um, besides having to do all these uh, techniques that require skill, they also have to do it in a, a biosafety suit, which is a large positive pressure suit that they wear and they're tethered to an air supply line. What separates, I think, our group from others is that they're very uh, focused on what they do and they care for these animals. So we know that when we do a study, the animals are going to be well cared for. And when you have happy, healthy animals in the study, we know that the data can be depended on. And what we have at the end of a study, uh, because the animals are so cared for, we're confident that we'll have a positive outcome. Do you think you'll be using these animals for many years to come? We're tied to using these animals because it's hard to predict. We cannot predict a, a human outcome in a computer model. We have to use some sort of living system. So we need to find the right kind of model. And in this instance, for these type of diseases that we look at, the macaque serves as a great model because it represents the, the disease so well. Primarily, I think it's important for people to realize that uh, these any animal study that's done is a uh, well thought out, is well justified, and uh, all scientists value what these animals provide to us. So therefore, before an experiment is even done, we make sure that uh, we are using the exact number of animals we need for the study and no, no more than that. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. If you like what you hear, subscribe. Check out our website, txbiomed.org, and look for us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. At Texas Biomed, we are passionate about science. We're enhancing lives through discovery. I'm Wendy Rigby.